Javier, welcome to the show. Welcome back again. My favorite again guest. Again and again and again. Yes. You have too much information, Hav. You have too much input. I just, you have to be the most important guest of the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast. Am I like the first person you've ever told that to? Yeah, for sure. You have too much information. Oh, okay. Too much information. All right. So how's everything going? How is your trip back and everything? Trip's been going good. I'm in Las Vegas, my favorite place to be. Um, yeah, it's been great. We're we're in a house, uh, two houses behind the house. You know, Habib's crew is up front, and I'm in the back with some of the other guys. That's cool. So you're actually out of the bubble right now, like you're just chilling in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, I'm not in the bubble. No, no, no. That, no, being in the bubble sucks. You yeah. can't go nowhere. You're stuck. You're stuck in that hotel and just that little hotel, little whatever that is. It's just that hotel grounds, basically. Yeah. You you can't really go nowhere. You got to order. You got to order Uber food, and it's not the most comfortable situation to be in. And the good thing for me is that I have uh, so many different fighters that are fighting. They're going to need my attention, so I'm going to try not to go in until the last day which is allowable, uh, going right. the last day, quarantine the last day, because I can't be quarantined during the time these guys are fighting because I have other guys that, that have fights too, right? and I have to be there for their training. So I'm going to try to go on every Friday, which is great, because that means I'll just come in Friday, you know, take my COVID test, and the next day, then I'm done, then I'm out. Yeah, that's why I was asking about the bubble. I didn't know... Um, I don't even, I can't even keep track of how many people you have coming up. So who's coming up right now? Like, like who are you uh, preparing and, and who's fighting coming up next? Well, I'm, pre I'm preparing right now. Islam Makachev, yep. he's fighting on March 6th. Okay. Uh, Umar, we're trying to get him on. He's not confirmed yet. Uh, Umar's Habib's cousin. And then Zubaira, not confirmed yet. Uh, trying to get him on. And Abu Bakar, which is Habib's cousin, not confirmed yet. We're trying to work him on. Tahir is another one of his fighters. Uh, uh, I don't know if he's confirmed, uh, but he's looking to get on too. And uh, let's see. And Usman, which is uh, – he fights for Bellator. He, uh, he's fighting in April sometime. I hope I hope April 2nd or 9th. I'm not sure which one. And then I have Lagoy Ivanov, who's fighting on March 27th. Um, yeah, so I have that many guys fighting. Well, all except the last guy, you know, the cool thing is, is everyone listening to the podcast right now can just go back to the old podcast and every one of those guys have been on the show. So they got, I got that going yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got Habib's whole crew and Habib on the show, except Islam. Islam is impossibly going to show. Hav, everybody wants Islam on the show. He is the number one requested guest and he's impossible to get on the show. Really? Yeah. Number hey, one. I, I did fan questions with him the other day, and I, and I said, I'm going to do some more fan questions. And he goes, I don't know, coach. I don't know if I want to do fan yeah, questions. Yeah, he's not into this. I said, okay. <laughs> nah, he, you know, he's just, he's just, uh, he, he is, you know, he's very charismatic, and it just depends, you know. Uh, he's focused on his training. He, he wants to get to the top, and the guy is is a beast, man. He he is, he's got it all down, timing, jujitsu, wrestling, Kicking, punching, strategy—he's got it all. He, he has it all. He has a whole everything, everything that's needed. He's got personality. That's the thing, and and I think it would show and help improve him. You know, obviously in a in a fighting world. I mean, Habib is a, an exception because Habib was shy 
to the camera as well and managed to become you know one of the biggest stars in the sport but aside from him and obviously as can do the same but it seems like if he shows that personality it would only help him but let's just get back to Islam real fast. I, I know you said before that he's the next Habib. Uh, he has the ability to be the next Habib. Give me some insight on on how he's doing now compared to you know whenever that podcast was and and how he's improving and what you see in his future now um, as far as being possibly the next Habib. Well, I wouldn't call him the next Habib. I just call him the next Islam, right. which 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 to me is the next champ. I I, I think uh, he has all the tools to be the next lightweight champion. And it's just a matter of getting by Drew Dober, which is no easy task. Who Drew is ranked higher uh, in the rankings. You know, he's not ranked lower, which he should be lower because he's really that good. But for us, beating a, a Drew Dober, which is what we're planning on doing, is not going to do that great of a deal for us only because Drew is ranking is too high. If we would have got RDA like originally scheduled, that would have been a good one because then they would have put him in the top 10 at least, you know. Yeah. I would say top seven for damn sure if he would have beat RDA, which I believe he would have. Um, but anyway, so this fight here is just another fight. It's not going to move him up in the rankings like he deserves, but maybe it'll get other people to fight him. The biggest problem we've had with Islam isn't so much that uh, he's not willing to fight anybody. No, there's nobody in the top ranking wants to fight him because he's too much of a risk. Right. I don't blame him. I don't blame I don't blame him. I don't blame him. It's like why fight him when you can fight somebody that's not as tough that you get more reward from. Why yeah. fight somebody that the reward's not so good? You know? So that's the problem with him is he's that good. He belongs in the top five, in my opinion. And and uh because he's not in the top five, he's too dangerous of a risk. I think if he wins uh, you know, in a dominant fashion in this fight, he'll put himself high enough that these guys are going to have to say yes. They're not going to be able to say no like they can now just because he's lower ranked and he doesn't have that recent dominant win, which he will possibly have after this fight. So I think at least a dominant win will put him in that that position where he'll at least get a big fight and those guys will quit you know, running from him. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, or I could be wrong, it could either be his... If he, if he beats Drew, it will be his seventh win in a row right. or his ninth. I don't know if he's on an eight-fight win streak or six-fight. I might be confusing him with uh, with uh, Leon Edwards, who's on an eight-fight win streak. I, I think Islam's either a, a six-fight, I don't know, six to eight-fight win streak. He's, he's definitely yeah. six, but he might be seven or eight. And, and after Drew, he'll be one more. And that's what I meant by another Habib. I don't mean literally Habib, but I mean just like another guy that – comes up and uh, with that same similar style and, and fortitude and just smashes everyone. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think this is going to be a good fight either way it goes, but I see what you're saying. It's a, it's a risky fight. It's good that y'all took it. You know, at least he's, he's active, he's staying active, and he's proven he wants to fight. He's not being picky. Um, a lot of guys do that, and then they, they sit around and they, they, they get passed up. So at least he's doing that. What about Umar? We haven't talked, I think, since Umar's fight. Um, what do you think about that fight, and, and how is Umar doing now? Obviously, he's probably pretty happy. Yeah, Umar, he fought, he fought on, uh, on the same day as Habib made his debut, January 20th, and he finished with the same choke Habib did in the yeah. second round. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> so he did something that Habib did, and um, his, his debut was more impressive than Habib's. You know, way more impressive. But Umar's Umar. Umar's not Habib. Yeah. He's a different set fighter. He, he's more of a, of a – excuse me, he's more of a kicker. Got beautiful kicks. Boxing needs to be worked on some more. But overall, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And I expect him to be, you know, the, the Bantamweight champion of the world within five, six fights. 
You know, I really do. I, I, I can see it. You know, I can see him being the champ. So two, three years, he'll be the champ. Yeah, that's what's cool about these guys too. Um, a lot of people mistake. They think, you know, Habib's crew is like all like Habib. They're not. They're, they're very different. And there's no. guys that are that are dominant strikers, you know, that obviously have the same wrestling pedigree, but there's just they go out there and they strike and they have a fantastic Muay Thai, um, you know, and then they have – they're very versatile. All these guys are, are good in their own way, and, and they're all winning, and they're all doing good. So it's cool, that whole crew in general. It's just very unique. Yeah, they're not they're, – none of them are him. Not, not one of those guys is Habib. Not one. Because Habib is Habib, you know, Umar is Umar, Islam is Islam, you know, and, and, and uh, that's just the way it is. These guys are different, you know, and they have their own mark they're going to make. They have their own legacy, and they're all going to be successful. I really believe that. I, I believe that, you know, Umar will be a champ. I, will leave, I believe Islam is going to be a champ. I believe Usman, who, who fights for Bellator, I, be, I believe he's going to be the Bellator champ, you know, and, and, uh, and I think the sky's the limit for so many more eagles uh team fighters that are that are coming up the ranks and then can't forget about the aka guys too we got a bunch of aka up and coming hot prospects too so uh, you know the future looks very bright yeah absolutely and just going back really fast what is your without being uh strategic what is your official kind of breakdown and prediction of the dober fight i i just think we have to be basically very very careful about his strengths and and take him in deep waters and drown him you know and that's what i think we need to do he's he's very good striker uh he's a good fighter man period i don't really i don't really have anything negative to say about him cuz he's really good all the way around we're just going to have to do what we can do to drown him you know and yeah. that's it you know um but he's good he's good he, he's he's definitely more deserving of the ranking they have him yeah and then his fight camp for this fight is in Vegas. Is that his first time that he's fought or had a fight camp in Vegas? And how's that going? I mean, how, how is it different than San Jose or Dubai? Well, this is his second one because when he was fighting RDA, he was in Vegas training. Okay. Even though I was in, I was in Dubai, he was in, he was in Las Vegas training here for that fight. When, and I was going to join him later. And uh, so, yeah, he was here training before he got sick with the mumps and then okay. he was out. So he, this would be second camp. Um, um, in all honesty, there's nothing better than AKA at home training. Yeah, there isn't, it's just a better scenario for us, better, better situation. Everything's better for, for me as a coach, I had everything I needed there. Everything we needed there. The, the structure was, was there here. It's not structured. Sometimes we don't know if we're going to train here. Or we're going to train there. And there it's like a set pattern all the time. And consistency is important in here. Consistency is not something I can guarantee you. Like tomorrow, well, where are we going to train? I don't know. Are we going to train the PI? Are we going to train extreme couture? I don't know. I don't know. You yeah. know, and that's the thing. You know, sometimes we don't know. We get changed around, and that's that's something that's definitely different. And I, I don't like that. I like consistency. You know, and set patterns, and uh, you know, and I think that's what actually does great for people is when you're consistent you know a b c d e f g you know we're always consistent and we we follow the steps and that's the success model but when you start changing around oh one day we're doing this next day we're doing that next day okay we can't do this now we can't do that i mean it changes everything around i don't i don't i don't like inconsistencies i like consistent type training do you know if they're doing anything different with the audience starting in the apex are they going to start allowing like at least vips or certain people in you think or is it going to stay the same because i know they're doing that obviously they did in dubai and in the super bowl stuff like that they're starting to allow crowds i i think from what i know they're still keeping it the same they're they're i mean because of the 
pay-per-view event, they became even uh, even more uh, restriction on us. They, you know, I, I could I wasn't allowed in the Apex one day because I didn't have my my present uh, COVID test, so they wouldn't let me in. Even yeah. though they knew I was supposed to be there, they wouldn't let me in. Right. And that's the way it should be, you know. I mean, they have to follow those rules. They can't. Oh, you, we know you. You're okay. Hell, how do they know? You know, even though I've been vaccinated, that doesn't mean I can't be a carrier. I could still be a carrier. You know, so even though, you know, I won't get it, but I can be a carrier. Or what if I catch the second strain that's out there? Yeah. You never know, right? It's crazy. And speaking of that, you're vaccinated. Obviously, you got vaccinated in Dubai. Uh, somebody that we both know that was supposed to be coming here actually to work for me here in, in Thailand um, had a complication from a vaccine and, and he got a blood clot in his lungs. And now he, he was in ICU for a couple of days. Now he's, you know, he's, he's still struggling, but he can't do anything for six months. Have you had any complications from your, your vaccine or has everything just been smooth sailing since you had it? Smooth sailing since Nothing. I've had it in confidence. I was even more confident than ever once I got the second shot. And, uh, you know, I, and I got the Chinese version. So when I went and got vaccinated back in, uh, when was it? Four months ago. Yeah. Was so. it four months ago. Yeah. About four months yeah. ago. Right. Yeah. It, 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 uh, at that particular time, there was over half a billion people already in China been vaccinated. Wow. They had the vaccine. Uh, they, they've had the vaccine in January. I was told they started vaccinating people in China in March. So when we did. got closed down, they were vaccinating people in, in China. Shocking. So they had the Chinese uh, vaccination. And I don't know. I just kind of think it's probably the best one out there. I haven't heard anything bad about it. Well, I mean, they came from there. So I assume they'd be the experts. And uh, I'm not surprised to hear they've been, they've been vaccinating since March when the whole world's yeah. been suffering. So well, it's good to know that you at least don't have any kind of uh, side effects from that. Um, so let's go to... No, no side effects. So Manel's fight, um, our guy Manel came, uh, AK Thailand came to train with you guys, had a fight with Pantoja. It was a good fight. It was a real good fight. What were your thoughts on that? Uh, well, when I first watched it, I said, what the hell is he doing? He's not active enough. I go, he's, yeah. he's letting this guy, the, the, clearly the more talented uh, fighter was Manel by yeah. far. Yeah. But he let that other guy just over overthrow him, you know, technique this, even though nothing was super landing. And the thing about Manel He's so fast. He was landing better technique, but he was so fast you really couldn't tell. You really couldn't tell. So yeah. the other guy was more active, and he wasn't landing like he was, but he was more active, and that's what hurt him. But then I saw Manel two days ago, and uh, he was explaining to me that he was slipping all yeah. over the place, and that's On why he couldn't do nothing. And, and then I went thought about that. I went, damn, he's right. He was slipping. You know, I didn't even pick that up because I never heard of anybody slipping in, in, the, in the octagon like he was. But apparently he slips a lot. You know, he slips a lot because his feet get wet. And uh, I've never heard of that before, but, yeah. but he does. And it, it showed. And that's why in the third round, you notice he came on stronger. And, and if any round he won, it would have been that round, even though one judge didn't give him a round. Um, but I thought he, he did win that one for sure, I thought. Um, I think uh, you're going to see a better Manel. In the next fight, because he's going to figure that that uh, problem that he has, and he's going to come out stronger than ever. I mean, he never got hurt with anything. Not not one thing landed on him. He's clean as a whistle. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with him, you know. So, you know, it was one of those deals where where his body beat him and his mind beat him, not yeah. the not the opponent. Yeah. You know, although the opponent is as tough as they come, but uh, that's my assessment. It's like I, I he beat himself. I was I was surprised at how fast. 
and good Pantoja was. I mean, he, he was better than I thought he was. But at the same time, I agree with you and every single person that I've talked to since that fight, and they've all said the same thing. Manel was a better fighter and should have won the fight. And, and you know, it, it's one of those things where it's, it's probably frustrating for him because he showed his speed, he showed his technique, he showed his movement, he showed his cardio, he showed his – you know, obviously his defense. I mean, I don't, he didn't get hit with hardly anything. Uh, it's hard to tell. When you got no. guys snapping at each other that fast, you know, Pantoja was missing a lot, you know, and, and Manel was connecting a, a lot, lot. But you can't see it. And even yeah. when Manel was connecting, sometimes no. you had to rewatch it to see it or vice versa. They're, they're yeah. swinging so fast. Yeah. And sometimes when you punch somebody yeah. and you hit their glove, it makes a noise. And so you just assume that it connected, but it didn't. It was blocked. You know, you're, they're no, hitting the gloves. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those things where I still, I still feel Manel landed more strikes. He got the takedowns. But like what you said, the octagon control and the pressure – and then, uh, you know, with Manel slipping and not being able to, to move forward as much as he should have, that lost him the fight for sure, you know, according to, according to the judges. Definitely. That, that's what lost him the fight. That, that, that was the only issue. Yeah. It, it, the other guy was super tough, as tough as they come, but Manel just couldn't get going, you know. And um, had they gone five rounds, you would have seen a better version of him in the next two rounds because yep. he was starting to get the hang of it. Yeah. You know, and also that was being the first fight without shoes. Remember, he's fought with nothing yep. but shoes. So first fight without shoes. So that was a difference too for him. Yeah, he, he always wears shoes in every fight, all of his rising fights. And I didn't even think about that. When he was talking about the slippage, I was trying to figure that out. Like, uh, And then now I think about it, he's always wearing shoes, even in training. He wears shoes in training sometimes, or if not every time. And then also when he fights. He's he's very comfortable wearing shoes, so he, he's always used to like a very very uh, grippy uh, stance, and and so even a little slippage mm -hmm. will throw you off a little bit, I guess. Uh, and that's why he, he he can change angles and move so so quick and so fast because his feet are like he's got like frog feet, you know? Like yeah. They they, they stick to the ground. Um, but at least he showed that how good he was. He he definitely showed how good he was. I think this is going to be a situation now where it's going to be tougher to get him a fight that's going to propel him forward because anyone above him is not going to want to fight him. He's, he's going to have to take a fight probably with somebody behind him now, which is going to just kind of establish him as a winning fighter. Then he's going to have to take another fight to climb the ranking and then another fight to get him back you know, in the top top five. So I think that's kind of the hopefully. position that he's in right now. And then that's hopefully, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's not even guaranteed even that. But um, that's the downfall of showing how good you are, but yet losing the fight because now now you're stuck. He yeah. would be fighting top five guys right now if he if he had got that nod, but because he didn't, now he's going to be fighting guys in, in the lower end because no one at the top is going to want to fight him, and they're going to have a valid excuse because nope. they're going to say he just lost. Why would I fight him? And then that, that's a legitimate excuse. Yep. When in reality, they see legitimate. that he's fast yep. and and scary. Yeah, they don't want to deal with that. I don't blame him. If I was if I had to fight him, I wouldn't either. Yeah, no, he's he's a dangerous fighter for anyone in that division. Um, did you happen to catch Volkov's fight versus Overeem? No, no, I, I didn't. You? But uh, um, I, I, I asked, someone asked me who I thought would win, and I thought Volkov would be would win. It was based on the strikes because Overeem, Overeem, as great as he was, he's not as great as he was. No, do you know not, what I'm saying? Not anymore. He he got dominated. I mean, bad. Like it was. It was a pretty bad domination, um, not just one strike or anything like that. And what's crazy is Volkov actually trained at AK Thailand. When Volkov first got in the UFC, he came and trained, I think, for his whole first camp or at least the majority of it at AK Thailand. And then he moved on, 
and then so much time went by that it's almost like we kind of forgot that he he started you know his, his UFC career kind of at AK Thailand training in Thailand, or at least for a good part of it with with our family. Um, so I just reached out to him and uh, I'm trying to get him on the podcast. Now he's worried about his English. He speaks English, but it's not as as good as he would like it to be. So he's a little worried about that. But I'd like to get him on. But uh, he's going to be a force. Translator. Huh? Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to try to get a translator just to make it make it like we did with the Habib's guys. But he's good, and, and yeah. he he completely dominated over him. And, and it was a dangerous, powerful over him. But you're right. It's not the same over him. And over him has got to consider – I mean, he's in his low 40s now. He's got to consider that this is – you know, it's the, kind of the end of the road for him, I think. Didn't he, didn't he retire? Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I saw the fight, but I didn't see the any of, any of the, the aftermath. I, so maybe I, he I, did. I, I don't know. I thought I thought he was retired, but I don't know. He, he may not be. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Yeah, that makes sense. He should. I don't know if he did. He know? should because he he was dominated the whole fight. I mean, it wasn't he couldn't get off anything. I mean, he was like almost running from Volkov kind of the whole fight. Um, he was beating him to the punch every single time, every connection. So, um, yeah, it, it was pretty crazy. What about Usman and Burns? This fight coming up. A lot of the interesting thing about this fight is. You know, Usman obviously seems like a beast, especially cardio-wise. I mean, uh, Burns, and then Usman is a beast as well in the same area. Um, but a lot of the instructors I heard that, that, that trained with those guys formerly said that, that Gilbert can actually beat Usman and that, that he used to actually submit him and actually beat him in the gym. So this might be an interesting fight, you know, between these two because it's going to be just a nonstop action fight. Yeah, if that's if, if that's what they're saying, if that's what they're saying he used to actually beat him in the gym, that that's that definitely makes it interesting. Doesn't mean he'll beat him in the real fight, right. but but it definitely means that it's a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. I mean, um I don't know who's favorite, you know, but I don't know Burns, but I do know Usman and for me, uh, I'm picking him to win because that's who I know and that's who I like. You know, and will he win? I don't know. Does he have a tough fight? Heck yeah, he does. You know, he's got a super tough fight. Um, but I want him to win. So, because I know him. That's the way I always do it. If I know somebody, regardless of whether they're expected to win or not, I want them to win. So, um, but I kind of think he's going to win. I really do. I, I, I think he will win. It's going to be a good fight. Um, and I think that's the best fight to make right now, just to see see who's at the top. And you know, I give the edge to Usman. I mean, I'm just going by what the, the, the previous coaches said, but you know how it is with coaches in the gym. There's a lot of favoritism, and there's a lot of, like, hate usually when they're called previous coaches. <laughs> there's a reason mm-hmm. why they're previous mm-hmm. coaches, and it's, mm-hmm. usually, it's usually not a good story. So there could be all kinds of polit- you know, politics in play there. Yeah, you, you could talk to all, all his ex-coaches, and they're going to say, oh, this and that. But then you go talk to to the current coach that's trained Usman, and he's going to tell you a different story. So what's the real story? You know what? We won't know. We'll find out fight time. Yeah, true. I have a super serious question for you, Hav. Are you ready for a super serious question? Yeah. Did you know that Manscaped is the best below-the-waist men's grooming product on the market? Did you know that? No. You're not You're not a Manscaped I know user? They don't sponsor, I know they don't sponsor me, so I'm not Manscaped. What? Oh, this is the time. I'm not sponsored by them. This is the time to get you a sponsorship, well, Hav. This, this is the plug. This is well, the plug. You tell to, them. This is the plug to get you a sponsorship, Hav. You should be using Manscaped. The best below the, <laughs> the best below the waist men's grooming product on the market bar, by far. Essentially engineered tools for your family jewels. That's what they are. Well, they need to hook me up with my family jewels. I don't know. It's a, it's a jungle down there. Listen, I know the. I know you're not usually probably outside in the dark when you're trimming, but they do have a flashlight on 
the the lawnmower trimmer that is fantastic. I will say that. Do you do it? Do you do you do it with the water run? With the water running? No, it's just like a, it's just like a clipper. Well, well, they have many products, but uh, the main one is the the clipper, and it's a, called a lawnmower, and it's a clipper. It has a plastic blade, so it doesn't cut anything, and it has a flashlight, and it is actually, believe it or not, like I'm not even bullshitting you, as a game changer. It really is. So, but but is but you can't do it in the shower. Like with you, the razor blade? Oh, I'm sure you can't. Whoa, 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 razor blade. What are you talking about razor blade? I'd never even think about a razor blade. I've done that. I've cut myself a few times. Oh, yikes. Well, actually quite a bit. Ah, well, that's crazy. But yeah, so like uh, for those listening, if you use code QUICK, which makes sense, right? Code QUICK, uh, you get 20% discount and free shipping. uh, And they are available in Europe and Australia now, Hav. So... We need to talk to Manscaped about getting you a Manscaped sponsorship because, and they can send you a package. They'll send you a uh, like a care kit in the beginning, and uh, trust me, you will be a fan. It is a game changer. Well, they, I I don't know what I'm a fan of. They haven't sent me nothing. Yeah, we gotta they talk to them. Contacted me, so I don't know. Manscaped, you're missing it. <laughs> There's a jungle out there. All right, Manscaped. Yeah, you gotta send uh, Javier a, a, a package and uh, sponsor him and his podcast and. All these great videos that he does. Guy's got a million, billion, trillion views on all of his videos with Habib and all those guys. And we can get the whole team on Manscaped because it is a game changer. And just to follow up, manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D. Now I'm messing up. I've never done the commercial with a guest before, but I thought it would be funny. But M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. Use code QUICK, 20% off, and it supports podcasts. So, Definitely go there and check it out. And I do use it as absolute game changer. I'm going to make sure they send you a package. I'm going to talk to Kyle today, and I'll get him a package sent to you at AKA. When are you going back to AKA? When are you going to go back there? Uh, the end of March. End of March? Yeah, you need to send it, you need to send it to Vegas. You, I'll get your address in Vegas, send you a, a package to Vegas. It's a game changer. So let me ask you real quick, speaking of trimming your nether regions, what do you think about the Jake Paul yeah. and Ben Asker? I know you have some input on this. But uh, I just had been asking on the on the podcast. We had a great podcast, got a lot of views and uh, a lot of feedback. It, it's obviously a big topic right now. Um, I shared my opinion on why I think Ben Askren has an advantage. Uh, aside from everybody just looking at the fact of who's the better uh, boxer, there's a lot more to play when you're talking about an Olympic athlete who always finds a way to win against guys like Douglas Lima, against guys like Robbie Lawler, against guys who are some of the most vicious strikers in the world, and a guy who's very limited on his own striking, he's still found a way to win. In a sport where we've seen many very, very, very good wrestlers fight strikers and not be able to find a way to win, and they get knocked out, and they get they they, they get you know a concussion. So he he's a man who finds a way to win. He's a man who has a work ethic that's going to be like uh, nothing Jake Paul's ever had uh, in front of him. So I, we shared a little bit difference of opinion, uh, or not difference of opinion, but shared a little insight that a lot of people aren't taking into consideration. What are your thoughts on that fight and, and how it's going to go down? Well. You know, you you hit it on the nail. Ben Askren is is a multi-level athlete at the highest level, and and, and not just wrestling. You know, in MMA, I mean, this guy is high-level jujitsu guy. He's high-level in so many different areas. You know that you can't ever count him out as a boxer. Nah, he's not much of a boxer, but as a fighter, he's a big fighter. And sometimes you don't need to be a boxer to beat a fighter. You have to be a fighter. Ben Askren is a fighter, so, you know, on the technical side and the better boxing, Jake Paul's got that all day long. The power side, Jake Paul. The uh, the speed, Jake Paul. The size advantage, Jake Paul. The experience in boxing, Jake Paul. 
but the actual fight, you know, at that world level competition, you know, Ben Askren. So if Jake can't put him away, he better he better be able to have enough energy to save himself past the fifth, fourth round on up. Yeah. Because if he cannot put Ben away, he better be able to last the, the last uh, three rounds. Because if he's not, he's going to drown. You know, because uh, you know Ben will drown him. And 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 uh, it's a situation where it's this is a it's a a guy that knows how to wrestle, a guy knows how to play dirty boxing really well, versus a guy that just knows how to box that doesn't really know how to play dirty boxing. Jake Paul does not know how to play dirty boxing, so. If Ben can come out there and play that game, then then he's got a great chance. If he can't uh, get Jake Paul into a dirty boxing scenario, uh, it's going to be a long night for 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 Ben. You know, I favor Jake only because of the size and the fact that he's been boxing and training boxing, and he's got really good coaching. And, and uh, BJ Flores, who is himself an ex contender, heavyweight contender, he's trained really well, and uh, you know, he's specifically ahead of the game as far as, you know, Ben. Ben hasn't been boxing and, you know, he's been fighting, but he hasn't been he hasn't been boxing. So um I give the edge to 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 Jake Paul because of that reason. But don't be surprised if Ben drowns him. I think I think the drowning thing is what's gonna happen in my opinion. Because I, I think people don't consider when you get into a, a combat sport, a fighting sport, especially with a high level athlete, like a like a really high level athlete, not like a basketball player or a video gamer. I'm talking about like an Olympian, uh, a guy who's been in there and fought and thrown punches, you know, with the best of them. It's a whole different fight. And, and for me, in my experience, when I got in there with Loazzo, when I got in there with Joe Riggs for the first time, when I got in there with these guys that were real experienced and had a lot of like fights, just that 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 aura, that different. Uh, the, the different mentality going in there, it, it drains you automatically. Your adrenaline's going and you're, you know, it, it automatically yeah. zaps your cardio a notch down just being in the octagon or being in the ring with someone like that. Then when you start going, and I think Jake Paul's key to victory is to get a quick knockout and, and try to knock him out and, and put him out fast using that, what you said, that, that, that reach and that size advantage and his boxing technique. Um, I think when that doesn't happen, if it doesn't happen, that's going to really mess him up some more. That's going to play on his mind some more and knock him down another notch when he can't hit Ben or he hits him and it doesn't knock him out because Ben's been hit with four-ounce gloves. I mean, look at the beating he took from Robbie Lawler. I mean, he didn't get knocked out from that, and Robbie Lawler hit him with freaking – a hundred punches with the four ounce glove and every other thing you can imagine. And he was still fighting and still managed to win the fight. Um, so to think that Ben Askren is going to come out there with a 10 ounce glove and, and hit him one time and he's going to fall down is just, in my mind is that ludicrous. And so now, you, now you're looking at comp- you know, composure and you're looking at um, how strong his mind is and how he's going to, you know, his, his comfort level in the ring. And you just don't have that when you're two fights into a, a career, especially when you're fighting guys at that level, basketball players and, and video gamers. You're not going to be in there and be composed and relaxed and conserving your energy and, and moving around. You're going to be like a ball of energy like I was, like everybody was when they first started out. You know, you look at these guys with two or three fights, it's always like the first guy that, that connects wins because these guys are going like 100 miles an hour to try to win the fight. And I just think that like like – you know, if he gets, if he somehow manages to hit him on the chin in the right spot, he can win the fight. But if he doesn't, like you said, I think he's gonna get drowned. He's gonna get completely drowned, and I think it's gonna be a worse loss than Nate Robinson. It's not gonna be like a a, a one punch knockout. It's gonna be like a non technical punches coming at him from Ben Askren, and he's gonna be running and exhausted and breathing hard and cowering down and covering up, and it's gonna be it's gonna look way worse to me 
than it would would be to just get hit one time and fall down. You know, running away from somebody who's just pounding you out, and 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 they're fresh and you're exhausted. It could happen that way if he doesn't know how to relax and go past the fourth and fifth round, staying in a relaxed state. If he freaks out, like you're saying, if everything you're saying is going to happen, then he's going to lose and he's going to get drowned. Yeah. Uh, my hope is, not my hope, my thought, my thought is that BJ, BJ Flores is a, such a hell of a coach and, and he knows what he's doing. That he's going to prepare him for all that. And if you can prepare him for that, slow him down. Don't be in no rush. Pick your shots. Take your shots. Outpoint him here and there. Don't go for the KO. If he does that, it'll be a one-sided beatdown. If he does that. If he mm-hmm. does not do that, then I could see him getting drowned yeah. in the later rounds. Not earlier. The later rounds. Because he'll be too strong early. And uh, But the later rounds, I can definitely see him get drowned if he can't uh, learn how to pace himself and go past the fourth and fifth round. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And if he can listen to BJ and, and actually take that advice, I agree with you. But he would have to go against every single instinct in his body because being inexperienced as he is, yeah. every instinct is going to be yeah. exhaustion, panic, yeah. adrenaline, uh, you know, confusion if, if things don't work out that, the, the way that, that you know he expects by running out there and knocking them out. So he's going to have to go against every single instinct in his head and, and to stay composed and to stay relaxed and to do what BJ says. And if he does that, hats off to him. But you got to start it now. Yeah, yeah. You got to start it now. You got to tell him now. He's got to start now. You got to start now. You got to start that mentality now because you can't wait for the fight to start. It's got to be now. He's got to train him now on how to relax and how to not let yourself go too fast. You know, slow it down. Be in control. You know, control him with your jab. Control him with your power shots. You know, just stay relaxed while you're doing this. Staying in the pocket. Getting out of the pocket. You know, all those things are very important for him to do in a relaxed state. And I believe that B.J. Flores is that type of coach. I watched him a little bit, and uh, I was very impressed yeah. with the way he was tra- no, uh, training he's, he's Jake Paul. So that uh, one, one advantage that Jake Paul has is a better coach than uh, the other guys do. I'm sorry, but he does. He's got a good coach, man. Yeah. And a lot of the times you got a good coach who's been with you, and he's been with you a long time. You know, in training, you you got an advantage, and and you know, on top of the fact he's been boxing longer than than Ben, he's also got a coach that specifically focuses on boxing. That's yeah. an advantage too. When you're a good coach, and he has a good coach. And the downside from talking to Ben, you know, like I'm obviously rooting for the MMA guy in this fight, but um, you know, the the downside from talking to Ben is it doesn't really sound. I mean, Ben's a world class athlete. He's going to get his training, and he's going to find the right help that he needs. But it sounds like, as of a week ago when I did the podcast with him, it doesn't sound like he has his plan yet. He doesn't really have, like you said, he you know, Jake's got his coaches. He's got great coaches. He's got obviously all the money and the facilities that he needs, and he's using them, and he's training hard. It doesn't sound like Ben has everything set up yet. It doesn't sound like Ben has the coach yet and doesn't have the program yet, and he's kind of just winging it, and that that scares me a little bit on on the side of rooting for Ben because – and then I'm going to ask you one more thing too. Um, From your experience, so – I had to get over my, uh, you know, composure problems and, 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 and all that stuff by myself before I actually had a coach that would work with me and actually teach me boxing and striking and stuff like yourself and whoever else I, I was with before you. I was already kind of past that beginning stage of what I'm talking about with Jake Paul, where you use all your energy, you're fired up and you're, you know, you, you gash yourself out. Do you think in a, in a case like Jake Paul, because he has so much assets and such a great trainer from the beginning and that, that lower level like he has, 
Can he learn that and, and, and get over that, you think, in sparring by having the right sparring partners put that pressure on him and him having to get used to that enough that he can actually go out there and, and, and be composed at such a, 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 a small quantity of fights? Or do you think that's something that he just has to get from fighting? No, he can get that through sparring in, 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 the, in the gym yeah. and having the right sparring partners putting the pressure, the right coach and telling them when to relax. And the, a good advantage for him is that Ben doesn't – Ben's not a hard puncher. He's one of those kind of guys he hits you, you go, oh, he hit me. Yeah. But it's not one of those lights-out type punches. So, so you're going to have a lot of opportunities to, to come back at him. So it's not like you know one shot and you're done. Now, but on the other hand – it could be one shot, and he's done. If he if Jake catches him properly, I mean that boy got power. Man. He does, yeah. I watched him, and I said, you know, you look at his Instagram, and he has a he has a bunch of videos in there where he's knocking people out, you know. And let me tell you something: in all the years I've been involved in the boxing gym, thirty something years in and out of the boxing gyms, I've never seen that. I myself have never had that many guys that I have videos of, you know, doing that. Never. Yeah. So this guy here. He's got some serious power is what I'm saying. So if his coaching staff can get him relaxed and not go too crazy where he burns out in the first three rounds, man, we're, we're going to see. It's, it's, it's one of those fights that, you know, it's very interesting because you just don't know. You don't know who's going to win. Like, for instance, Logan Paul and Mayweather. Come on, give me a break. 0-2 versus the greatest boxer of all time. Yeah. You, and, you, and you lost to nobodies. Yeah. And now you're gonna you're gonna fight Mayweather. Give me a break. Who wants to see that? I think they nobody. postponed it. Nobody, nobody, nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see something like that. I don't. I don't even care. Yeah. But you know what? If Jake Paul fought, if he fought Mayweather, if he gets by Ben Askren, I might be interested in that. But again, we're talking about the greatest boxer of all time, probably. You know. So even though he's still past his prime, he's still the greatest boxer. You know. He still has so much in the tool. And, and uh, you know, it, it, and, and even though size is a difference, but not when you're that great of a boxer. Size doesn't really mean much. Yeah. No, no, you're right. The moving around and, and speed is, is, is the key, and that's where Floyd, or Floyd is, is obviously better. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And, and I think that fight's postponed, which pretty much I think means canceled. I, I don't think people are interested because they try to pre-sell that fight, and they probably didn't sell anything. But when you got Jake, when you got Jake Paul fighting Ben Askren – and all of a sudden you got you got Floyd fighting Logan. I'm sorry, but all of a sudden that went like out the door. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm way more interested in Jake more Paul. Interest, yeah, what's more interesting is Jake Paul fighting Logan Paul than Floyd Weather well, fighting one. Logan Paul. <laughs> it's a win-win for everyone. That, the two brothers. And these two guys are crazy enough to do it. Yeah, I don't know if they would actually, but maybe they would. I think they are. I think they're crazy enough to do it. I think so. I like Logan. Actually, I like Logan the best, but I think he's insecure about his boxing because of his record. And, and you know, he, he's obviously he's, he's a big guy and he's, he's OK, but I, I think that 0-2 record is, is, is going to mess with his mind. But Jake Paul seems to be, you know, he, in his mind, he's a savage. So that's a good thing to have. And, he, and like, like we say to AK, he doesn't know how to lose yet, you know. That, that, that's important. When, when no. you mentally don't know how to lose, that's an advantage. And Logan knows how to lose twice. He doesn't know how to win. That's the, that's the problem. So he's going in with a serious yeah. mental dis disability. Whereas uh, Jake Paul, yeah. he doesn't know how to lose. All he knows is when the fight's over, both times, his hand was raised. And that's what he's is in his mind. And that's a huge thing to have in your mind. And he annihilated the guy. You see what he yeah. did to that Nate Robinson guy? Yeah, oh, did. my gosh. He did. I mean, that just like well, no competition. 
That's his power was just too much. Yeah. You know, and, and, and obviously he can't come at uh, Ben Askren like that because he's going to gas. Yeah. He can't do that with Ben. Cannot do that. That's where Ben's going to drown him. If he comes at Ben Askren like he did uh, Robinson, uh, Ben is going to drown him. I'm sorry. You're not going to you're not going to come at Ben Askren like that. You better pick your shots. You better slow it down. You better just take your time because you're trying to go hey maker on him like that. Because Ben Askren is like people forget that guy can take a punch. You know, people think, oh well, you know, he got knocked out by Maskell. Well, that was a knee. freaking flying knee. Yeah, and he and he went into it. You know, <laughs> it's a whole different story of someone, you know, hitting him at the knee where he's not going into it. He went into it. That's like a two trains colliding type thing. So that's why. But no, Ben Askren could take a shot, bro. So don't expect him to get hit one shot and be out. You know, I know anything's possible, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect that. It's going to be a fight. And three things to back you up on that is, is first of all, Ben's got footwork. Um, you know, boxing footwork and wrestling footwork is different, but wrestling footwork is still footwork and it's movement and it's getting to and from your opponent and it's getting to and from your opponent in a position where you can control your opponent. It is going to, it, he, he knows how to move. Number two, he's hard to hit. You know, he, he's, he's, he's had a career where he's been trying to avoid getting hit because he's not been a striker. So he's an expert at not getting hit. And number three, he's got, the same, he's got the same gloves as, as Logan Paul, the 10-ounce gloves, to hold up and, and, and Muhammad Ali, George Foreman, protect himself. You know, just cover up and let him blow his yeah. load and get exhausted and then come back and, 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 and get him later. Yeah. So for those three reasons, those are things that, that Jake's got to think about that, that he can do that's going to slow him down significantly if he blows his load. Well, think about the other big one is is the dirty wrestling and that the, 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 the there's nobody there's nobody better better than inside clinching and, and grabbing and punching rabbit punching than wrestlers. They're the best at that. And if you don't know how to work with that, you'll get tired. Yep. And he can drown you. He won't. He won't get tired. He can pummel all day long with you like that. But uh, Jake may not be able to do that. So he is going to have to learn to stay relaxed, pick his shots, don't be in no hurry. Do not be in no hurry because if he's in a hurry, he could get drowned. Yeah, he could get drowned. You know, and um, I, I favor Jake, but I'm not going to be shocked if if Ben pulls it off. Not at all. Yeah, no, not it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. That's exhausting. The the clinch work and especially if he's getting clinched and punched in the face the whole time before they break it up, he takes two or three punches every time. He's going to be getting frustrated because yep. he's going to he's going to hate yep. every time they clinch up. He's getting moved in positions he's never been in and getting punched in the face even though they're not hard. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. So we can agree on that for sure. Um, and then real quick before we go, I want to talk about, um, obviously, we're setting up a licensing company for AKA. So we're already kind of rushing one gym uh, that we're working on right now in India. But we're going to get started here in the next few months. And uh, so anybody interested in uh, possi possibly having license deals with AKA for an AKA gym or products or whatever else, uh, info at akitalian.com and we will give you some information on uh, how we can get started with that and I think that's very exciting and I'm happy that you're finally uh, agreeing to do that and uh, and we're pushing this forward and, and we're going to start uh, building the brand globally well it's only because you were you were gracious enough to uh, you know accept the president responsibility where I don't have to do anything you have to do all the work <laughs> I like work but you're, you're yeah, the, it's going to be a lot you're the boss <laughs> You can't talk to me about nothing. All you can do is say, Hob, I did this, I did that. Okay. You don't need my permission. It's like you're you're the boss. You know, that's the reason why I did that. I already did one, so that's pretty good. You did one and you, more to come. I actually did more than one. 
I did more yeah. than one because we yeah, did the, the we did, did the America gyms. We did the America gyms too. So we got like five gyms in America, four or five gyms in America, considering the headquarters. And then now we got one global gym that's going to be starting uh, in uh, March next month. So at least we got that started. And then we'll we'll wait and put a pause on it until we get everything one hundred percent. You know, obviously set up in the next few months, and then we're going to be full speed ahead. Yeah, a good friend of mine told me about the one in India, the one you just did. He said that that's one of the nicest resorts in India. Yeah. Like beautiful. So yeah. so they have a beautiful AKA in India. Where was it at? It's in Goa. It, it's Mandarin Beach in Goa. Mandarin Beach, mm-hmm. Goa? Yep. Yeah. I heard, I heard it's the nicest place over there for vacation. So I think that one's going to be a super successful gym. Yeah, they're building it now. So I'm watching all the updates and kind of giving insight on the build and, and the construction. And obviously, I have experience with that with Build Naked Thailand. So it's, it's cool. It's cool watching it grow, uh, go up. And it's kind of cool watching a gym not just buying the license from us and, and, and becoming uh, a licensed gym that's already built. But it's kind of cool that the first one that we're doing is actually in the building stage. So we can kind of watch it be built and be grown and have some insight on it. And then see as it opens and 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 actually runs and, and and follow the progress. So it's kind of a cool first one for me, actually, considering I, I had to do the yeah. same thing with AK Thailand from the ground up, and and I went through what I went through. I'm watching somebody else have to do the same thing as I did, and I'm I'm trying to help them, but I'm also kind of reliving that experience, which is fun. It's fun when you build something, you know, and and then and then you yeah. you know you, it's better to build something well, than to take something over. And so it's well, you know what. They just had uh, in India. They just had uh, the One FC Championships was there a few days ago. Oh, really? And I heard it was a huge success, huge success. So there's a big market Crazy for big. MMA in India and Pakistan. In Pakistan and India, the big market, big market for MMA. It hasn't been explored yet. It's starting to get explored. Um, they're hungry for it. So. Um, I would expect uh, to see Pakistan with AKAs. I would more India AKAs. Remember, India's got 1.4 billion people. That's a lot. I don't know how many, but it's a lot. But I'll tell you yeah, what. It's a lot. There's so you something. Can, you, can, you can do 100,000 AKAs. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. There's something going on in India for sure. And it's happening like at a rapid pace because we are getting more and more customers wanting to come to AK Thailand from India. We just did. We, we just got a payment uh, yesterday, yesterday or day before yesterday, a huge payment. A guy paid for a year of training at AK Thailand in the middle of a pandemic. Um, and we've got many other people that are in the, in the process of working out their visas because India is a tough country to get a visa from. So Anshali and everybody's working out visas for them to get them here because it is harder. Um, but it, there's something going on there because not only are people inquiring about getting gems, which we have the most inquiries almost of any country from India, but also people coming to train uh, at AK Thailand from India. There's a huge boom going on there. Yeah. And I don't know who's responsible for it. Probably 1FC is helping, but there's definitely something going on there because we have never had this many uh, messages from India and it's becoming a huge, huge deal over there. I, I think I think a lot of it has to do with Habib in Maybe. that region. Uh, he he spread, spreads out through the Middle East. I think the number one most important person that's brought awareness uh, MMA is Habib. Because you oh, remember yeah. the UFC, they try to do the India thing. They they went to India. They were going to do set up a UFC India, and it didn't work out. They bailed out because there wasn't enough fighters. I knew the guy that was involved, and he said there was not enough talent there. Oh, okay. So so they pulled out. They pulled out. It was too early for them. But I think now's the time. Now's the time to bring MMA to India. And they have a league over there. As a matter of fact, one of my friends, he's meeting the, one of the promoters uh, from India, uh, Tokir is his name. 
uh, he's going to meet with them. So we may be in talks with them about how to how to do joint ventures. Cool. Uh, you know, with India MMA and stuff. So we'll see. But it's it's a big market. It's untapped. It's untapped. The talent is what needs to 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 make it grow. They need to have a lot of Pakistan and a lot of Indian fighters that are good, world class level. And I think they they have all the ability to have that. They just need the the platform. They don't have the platform. And once they have the platform, I think the rest is history. There's nothing like a hundred AKA gyms in India to get them started, get them get them to that t- higher <laughs> level. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna be working full speed ahead on it, as you know already. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. Mike Swick, he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. telling you guys i know everybody wants to go to thailand because thailand's so cool but you can't come to thailand without coming to aka thailand come on hey did you did you tell me about the queen's gambit last time we had a podcast uh i might have the, the queen's gambit is the chess chess lady it might not have been me, but I've seen it. I want to say it was you, but it took me forever to actually take the advice because I'm like, come on, a girl playing chess. Like, I just, not not that anything against girls, but it just it just didn't make. I don't like chess at all. Like, I mean, it's I know it's a smart person's game and and whatever, but it just seems kind of boring for me. And so I was like, there's no way this is going to be interesting. And then a girl playing chess, where it's just going to be the storyline is like, oh, it's a girl and it's a male dominated game, blah 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 fantastic show <laughs> freaking fantastic show so you did great you did great on that have you seen kingdom the the show that is now on netflix with uh frank grillo and uh nick jonas and that yeah 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 kingdom yeah 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 i've seen that pretty damn good right it's like raw yeah, it's a hell of a show uh my only problem with the show is that they all they all have drama yeah How, why is all it's MMA, MMA people have to have drama and druggies and this and that yeah but it's what you know, it's, it's true druggie, you know well, I was a coach. I wasn't a drunk. I was none of that stuff. So many people that I know are involved in that. Why? Why? Why these guys got to be such have a train wreck? You know. But it inspires me. I don't me. know. It's it inspires like, me to be a drunk. I want to be a drunk coach like Frank Grillo now. So I'm yeah, gonna start drinking know, more. But, and I mean, like, think about who was good and who was who was a good person in this damn show. Not many. Nobody. <laughs> they were all. They, they not, all got no, problems. Nobody. They all. They all uh, had skeletons. Every single one of these guys. Not like, one of them. Like was a everyone. Guy. Not one. <laughs> You know, it's like, and I'm like going, damn, you know, I got sick of it, to be honest with you. I got sick of it because I'm going, man, what, is there not going to be a happy ending with somebody here? They're well, don't tell me. Don't tell up. me. I'm, I'm only on season yeah. two. Don't tell me that, the ending or anything. Oh, I'm sorry. I was with and she already watched the, the, the most or a few episodes ahead of me. And uh, I was really surprised because she talked me into watching it. She's like, you got to watch it. It's about your sport, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, uh, the thing is, is I hate fight, you know, I hate fighting shows. I hate fighting movies because they're so fake. You know, it's like, I love Channing Tatum, but he's like running through subways and then he fights. There's no training. There's no, you know, it, they skip all like the real stuff. Uh, the, 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 this, this one's, it's, this one's, it's more, look, this one shows reality. Yeah. This is more reality of everything. 
But it's just it goes my too only far. issue is the train wreck of reality. Yeah. And I'm not showing everybody has to have a train wreck, you know, instead yeah. of being normal. They got to have some people normal. Everybody have to be a train wreck. Everybody. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, man, that's, that's like depressing. I'm super into the show now because of all these issues. But I will say when I first started watching it, when I started seeing all those train wrecks or, or at least some of them, they, everybody didn't have a problem. But at least, you know, they were showing some of them. I was like, wow. I was thinking of like Richard Crunkleton and how he acted and how he was crazy. And like all the guys from our team in the past. Yeah bunking up in one hotel room and like sleeping on the floor and the tub flooding because Crunkleton's taking a freaking bath and falls asleep and the tub floods the whole room and we're sleeping in the, uh, on the floor. So I started thinking about that in the first few episodes. I'm like, damn, this is actually a real, like this is a a true to life show about fighting. Like this is actually really good. And then I kept watching it, watching it, watching it. And it's just slowly progressed into like, now I'm having to tell okay, I was, what I said is not 100% accurate. It is not exactly like this. <laughs> like, we're not all heroin users and, like, you know, doing all this. It's a little bit too much, but it, it, it is more real, I think, than a lot of these other shows. And so, anyway, I just thought, any other shows that you have for me before we leave? No, Man's Plan. <laughs> Man's Plan. Yeah. What is that? Why are you laughing? Is it, it? It's, it's, uh, uh, it's with that uh, guy from Cheer, uh, not Cheers, um, yeah, what's that? What's that? Joey from from um, not Cheers, not Cheers. What is it? There's a Joey on Friends. Uh, Friends, yeah, Joey from Friends. He's got a man's plan. Okay, I like I like it. Joey. It's a family movie. It's a family movie. I I love it. It's really good. It's a man's plan. It's on network. It's Netflix. It's fourth season. I I'm on the third. I'm on the third season right now. But I watch. I've been watching nothing but that. There's a lot of episodes, like twenty minute episodes. Like uh, I'm on thirty something episodes now. Holy shit, that's a it's long, cool. long show. Yeah. Well, cool. Hal, always good talking to you, and uh, thanks for doing the podcast again for like the eighth time. And great insight, great input. Hope everything's good in Vegas. Um, seems like America's pretty crazy, but you're handling it pretty well. You're vaccinated, so everything should be good for you. It, well, in, in Vegas, in Vegas is very good, bro. I mean, I any restaurant, really, casinos are open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's nice. Just no crowds. Weightlifting gyms are open. Like California, different story. We're still closed. My gym's still closed. You know, and, yeah, and we're in the we're we're underwater. You know, and no no income, no money. You know, no they won't let us open. You know, which I don't understand this whole policy of what they're doing. Some states they don't even wear masks, and some states they're everybody's out doing whatever they want to do. You know, but here in California, you know, they're all shutting us down. But Las Vegas, man, every restaurant's open. Uh, most of the casinos are open, and uh, you know I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, to to keep the economy flowing, you need to have that, but we'll see. Yeah, we're slowly getting back. Like they're they're slowly opening the borders to vaccinate or quarantine. You have to do a two week quarantine, so we're getting like our three month, six month, and one year customers. So it's not near as many as as, as everyone, but at least we're we're on the upswing. We're getting more customers every week every month so at least we're at least getting better every month instead of worse like we were up until november november was the the worst month ever i don't think we made anything in november hardly um except the people that we had here it was the borders were completely closed down nobody was pre-booking um and then now it's getting a lot better you know and and we're we're starting to get a lot of pre-bookings and we're starting to get a lot more customers coming in and so hopefully it gets better and hopefully in california they open the gyms that's crazy i can't believe that there must be a lot of people lost their that lost their jobs already i mean like that have, have lost their oh, life yeah. savings and their oh, yeah. jobs yeah, and their businesses or we're close we're close to losing everything too we're still surviving but but it's kind of like you know three hundred thousand in the hole 
you know, and no income, you know, how, how do you, how do you manage to pay $300,000 to keep a gym open for a year yeah. with no income coming in? That's yeah. pretty hard. It's crazy. Fuck. Well, I hope the best. And I, and I hope that, uh, they change the rules and, and get that fixed, man, that you got to move to Vegas. Yeah. That, something that's, will that's the answer. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move, I'm gonna move to Vegas at some point, you know, even if I move to Vegas, just to move to Vegas to avoid the, the, the extra tax, the, the state tax, which is a big deal, you know? So, yeah, I would like to move to Vegas just because of that alone. Yeah. You know, and plus I love Vegas. You know, I love Vegas, so I'm, I'm good here. You're going to have like a three-card table in your house? Uh, it. Believe it or not, I, I haven't done that much gambling at all. I've been here three weeks and really? only a day and a half of it. That's it, yeah, yeah. And I still love it just the same. But it was probably a day and a half straight. <laughs> That's the thing. Uh, no, it was, it, it, was, uh, it was like five hours and uh in one day and then today i did like one and a half hours two hours you know more one and a half hours or so well that's yeah, good it's all good but it's good to relax a little bit i'm sure it's good after being in dubai you can actually gamble and relax and clear your mind a little bit yeah dubai is beautiful it's the most beautiful city in the world cleanest city safest city you know but uh you know i love here too you know so yeah. i love dubai so it's not like you know anybody hasn't been to dubai needs to go to dubai it's an experience that's for sure hospitality you know everything over there customs i mean it's 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 somewhere to see yeah. for damn sure you know damn sure just you know it's definitely a destination i, I think people need to go to all right Hava, i won't take any more of your time i know you're in vegas you got things going on thanks a lot for being on the podcast i'll text you i'm sure and like tonight and we'll have another off record podcast but uh, anyway i appreciate it um i'm sure everyone else appreciates it and i'll talk to you soon all right buddy